Welcome to Australian Hiker. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage. This is episode 68 of the Australian Hiker podcast, and this week's episode is titled Weather and Hiking. Now, every time we head out into the bush for the day, the one factor that we must deal with on every hike is the weather. And good or bad, the weather can make or break a hike, and if we fail to pay attention to extreme weather conditions, it can also present safety concerns. This podcast discusses factors to consider when planning your hike, as well as things to look for during the hike itself to ensure that you not only enjoy yourself but remain safe at the same time. Before we get on to this week's topic, Tim and I would like to thank all of our supporters for helping us achieve two really big milestones with the Australian Hiker podcast uh, that we achieved over the past month. Um, The first occurred on the 1st of May 2018 when we hit 50,000 all-time downloads for the 68 episodes we currently have published. And for the first time ever, we reached over 10,000 episode downloads in a single calendar month. And we did this with three days to spare. So that was a big achievement and we are so pleased. For an Australian-based hiking podcast, this is a pretty big uh, feat, um, an achievement for us. And I know from the comments um, that we receive that this is the first podcast that many of you have listened to. Um, We've been very acutely aware that we have had to generate interest for an Australian hiking podcast, and we still have a long way to go. We greatly appreciate the support of those who regularly download our our new episodes, and also for those of you that have just discovered us and are progressively working our way through our back catalogue of episodes. To reach this point, we couldn't have done this without you, and we greatly appreciate the feedback, both the good and the bad, as well as the questions that you regularly submit that gives us ideas for upcoming podcasts. We're constantly trying to improve the production and content quality, and this is something we realize that is a never-ending process. So if you're into hiking and listening to this podcast, don't forget to tell your friends about us. Now, on to today's topic. But first, let's look at what we mean by perfect weather. Uh, And as I indicated in this podcast intro, that the weather can make or break the time you spend on the trail. From my perspective, though, there really is no such thing as perfect weather conditions. You could be forgiven for thinking that sunny conditions with a gentle breeze and temperatures in the high teens to low 20s would be ideal in most cases. Uh, And I would agree with you on this, but if that's what we get day in, day out on a long hike, this can become a bit boring and a bit monotonous. Oh, give me boring any time, (laughs) Tim. Now, I'm a bit of a photography buff, and while I'll never earn a living, I take some pretty amazing photos every so often, and some of the best ones have been in weather conditions where people would consider them to be less than perfect. And as the saying goes, there are no rainbows without rain. 
You might be looking at doing a two-hour hike and decide not to go if it's raining, and that's fine. But as I said, I've had some pretty amazing hikes when the weather hasn't been so great and we've just decided to go anyway. Now, each of us will have a limit on what we consider to be an acceptable amount of bad weather. Now, I don't mind hiking in gale force winds and torrential rains, but from my perspective, and I think from yours as well, there comes a time when people will say, or I will say, enough is enough and call it quits. Or for that matter, not even go. Really, it's your call though. Now, before you start hiking, um, there are some considerations you need to look at. And to some extent, this is going to depend on the length of the hike. So every time we decide to go out hiking, be it for a few hours or a few weeks, we need to look at what the weather conditions are doing. And the length of the, the hike will determine how we proceed. So let's look at day hikes to start with. If we're hiking for a day or less, we really should be checking the short-term weather forecasts. And most of us these days have mobile phones where it's quite easy to do, or you can go online or you can read a newspaper. Um, and this is so we can ensure we have the appropriate clothing and equipment for our outing. And I can't stress enough here to check the forecast for the next day just in case. I mean, how many of you have actually been just going about your day-to-day business? The forecast is for sunny weather, uh, rain isn't forecast for tomorrow, and later in the afternoon the rain comes in 12 or 14 or a day early. So it's worthwhile checking the following day's forecast just in case something is coming through that you're not aware of. I think that happened this afternoon, Tim. (laughs) Now, a good example here is the walk that uh, both Jill and I did to the summit of Mount Kosciuszko um, a few years ago, and this was on Christmas Day. We started the walk uh, uh, at the top of the chairlift, and the temperature was 25 degrees, so reasonably warm. But by the time we'd finished the trip, the weather conditions had uh, changed quite dramatically, and the temperature had plummeted to 4 degrees. This wasn't the forecast, uh, but for those of you familiar with the Australian Alps, uh, you will realise that the weather can change quite unexpectedly. Um, I can only watch in amazement as uh, families with young children, including one five-year-old girl wearing sandals and a lightweight dress, just kept on going. And I must admit, you know, as an adult, it was starting to get cool enough, uh, but I know children can often feel the temperature a bit more than we do. The next thing we're going to look at is longer hikes up for up to seven days. When you're hiking for more than two days uh, anywhere in Australia or even up to a week, you can be reasonably sure that the weather forecasters have got it right. Now, it's not a guarantee here, but the, the weather forecasting has become much more accurate over the last 10 or 20 years. Uh, but again, my comment would be to look at what the weather forecast is, have a look at the, the day or two after uh, your trip is planning to end, um, and then cater for the worst conditions that are actually uh, uh, being forecast. And I'll give you an example here um, uh, of the Overland Track. We did this in uh, February last year, uh, and you can expect to get rain for at least one day regardless of the time of the year. Um, And it's not unusual to actually be able to have snow at any month of the year, even during summertime. If you haven't done the Overland Track, go for, go and have a look at the uh, the website and you can be forgiven for, the, for thinking that the track itself is a bit of a death trap when you read the official website that sets out all the gears and all the hazards that you need to take. Um, 
But in many cases, this is probably a bit of overkill, but being one of Australia's most popular tracks, there are a large number of people who do this walk who are very inexperienced hikers, who have never camped before overnight, uh, and who don't know what it's like to actually camp for four or five days. So they've been extra cautious to make sure that you have everything you could possibly need just in case. So if you're an experienced hiker, you should be able to make up your own mind about what gear you do and don't do on a track like this. Once you start going into longer tracks, uh, and this is where we're starting to talk more than a week, this is where the weather forecast isn't going to be as helpful as you would like it to be. Now, in some parts of Australia, so Adelaide in particular, they have a Mediterranean-type climate. Most of their rainfall tends to be in winter. So if you're hiking during wintertime there, you would expect to have rainy conditions. Whereas if you're hiking in the summertime, you'd expect it to be reasonably dry. But this is only an indication. Um, So really what you need to do is look at what the worst weather conditions are for the time that you're hiking and make sure you've got the right equipment and the right skills to be able to cope with what is being forecast. Now we're going to go through and talk about equipment uh, considerations in a few minutes. Now for these long trips, the the trail example we're going to use here is that of the Larapinta Trail in Australia's Northern Territory. For most people, this hike will take anywhere between 10 and 20 days, depending on your level of fitness and your speed that you're moving. And we hiked this in August of 2016. Now, when we were planning for this trip, we were looking at the weather conditions the month prior, and the temperature ranged between minus 4 at the coldest to 32 degrees at the hottest in the daytime. Now, this is a pretty extreme temperature fluctuation, and it's not uncommon in the arid areas virtually worldwide, but also particularly in Australia. Um, And it's almost impossible to sort of forecast with any accuracy over a 10-day to 20-day period what the weather's likely to be. Um, We ended up with uh, the temperature range for us being 0 to 32 degrees Celsius. So we weren't too far what we'd actually planned for. And the other consideration with this trail, particularly during the the cooler months of the year, is you expect rain about one day in every 10. What can happen and what most people don't tend to think about, though, particularly in the the arid regions of Australia, is you can end up with flash flooding. Uh, And it's not unusual to be walking down a dry creek bed. You know there's a rainstorm in the distance uh, and you can all of a sudden get a lot of water moving into the area. Usually you're going to have time to get out of the way, but you'll find that the creeks and the rivers that you're planning on crossing all of a sudden become deeper and you've, you've got to change what you're going through and doing. So this is one of these things that you may not uh, be able to plan for, but you need to be aware of. So now we're on the trail. Uh, we've checked our weather forecast and we've catered for what we're expecting but something totally unexpected comes out of the blue. And what are we going to do? Now, if possible, take a break in a sheltered area if the conditions are really that bad. If there is no shelter to be had uh, and you have the right weather, keep on going. But having said that as well, if, the, if you've got no shelter and it's pouring with rain, you, know, you probably don't want to be just sitting there. You may decide to set up your tent. Uh, you may decide to keep on pressing on, providing you've got Uh, the the appropriate warmth and wet weather gear available. Um, 
Now, if the weather is really that bad an option, then pull the pin and leave the trail. Now, over the last few days, as I was preparing for this podcast, there was uh, a weather forecast for southern Western Australia, uh, and this is where the Billman Trap is located, which is the trip I'll be doing in August of this year. Uh, and the forecast was for high velocity winds and torrential rains. And I know looking at some of the Facebook posts that I follow, that a number of people were changing their hiking plans based on the forecast weather that was coming up, and even some people that were hiking at the time getting off the trail early, simply because it was, wasn't, it was going past the point of being enjoyable for them. So for whatever the reason, don't be afraid to pull the pin if the conditions really are that bad. Now let's look at equipment. Uh, and we've been talking about gear and being prepared for having the right equipment for the, the right weather. But, and when it comes down to it, it, the weather to the most extent is not really the main issue. In fact, there's a well-known saying that applies to adventure activities that there is no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. So if you have all the appropriate clothing, including such things as wet weather gear, you should be able to cope with just about anything that nature throws at you. And I will say here, though, that sometimes you think, oh, look, I've got better things to do with my time. I'd rather be sitting in a pub having a drink or sitting at home with the family or watching TV, whatever, the, whatever else you feel like doing, than walking in rain day after day. So again, we're here to enjoy ourselves. Um, it's really up to you as an individual, as a group, whether you should be out hiking or not. But sometimes you get caught, and I think the, the main thing is to make sure that you can um, accommodate um, whatever weather you find yourself in for whatever period of time that means. So if you decide to continue on to be able to to you know, withstand the weather or or uh, persevere the weather versus uh, walking out of the weather. So the main thing is to make sure that you're prepared. Now we're going to look at associated weather issues. So we've gone through and checked the weather conditions. We've packed all the right equipment. We, we've got what we need to keep ourselves warm or cool, depending on the time of the year. And we've taken this into account. Um but even having said that, there are things that can occur because of the weather that can cause us issues. One of the most obvious ones, particularly in the warmer areas of Australia, is dehydration uh, and the heat. Uh, and there comes a time when it just becomes too hot to hike and it can present a danger to yourself. So as an example, if the forecast temperature for the day is in the low to mid to high 30s uh, Celsius we're talking about here, then reconsider your hike or change your plans, or even better yet, start earlier. So we continue to hike right throughout the summertime in the east coast of Australia, but it's not unusual for, for me in particular to, to be hiking at sunrise uh, and have finished the hike by early to mid-morning before the extreme heats come into play. And again, that's something you can look at the forecast for the next day, see what's going to be happening and uh, a plan appropriately. Just making sure that when I'm with you, Tim, I do that as well. <laughs> um, the other extreme is extreme cold. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with hiking in cold conditions, even snow, providing you have the right equipment and the experience. Um, 
The level of preparation and experience required, though, increases quite dramatically. And if you aren't prepared or don't have the skills, then think about other options, such as changing your trip or bringing someone along who has more experience that can help you along. Bushfires are another major consideration in Australia as well. And you can be forgiven for thinking that Australia is the only country in the world that has bushfires. But certainly areas in um, California and the USA and, and areas like Spain and Europe also have regular fires that can occur. Some trails in Australia, such as the Hyson Trail in South Australia, are closed between November and April during their fire season. We've already mentioned the Bibbleman Track in this episode, and the Bibbleman Track Association strongly discourage people from hiking during summertime um, uh, because it, the, the extreme heat and the danger of fire can be just too much of a risk. These, these tracks make it easy for you by saying, please don't hike or you're not allowed to hike, but think about the trails in your own area. Check the fire conditions um, before you go out, and if their conditions are high or extreme, um, or if there are already fires burning in your area, look at going to somewhere else or changing your plans. It's very easy for the winds to change, uh, and all of a sudden the fire, which was a number of kilometres away from you, is all of a sudden moving towards you. Speaking of winds, much of Jill and my hiking is done in the Australian Alps. And it's not unusual during periods of high winds and the heavy rains for very large and what look like very healthy trees to come down. And in March of 2016, we did a, a shakedown hike for our Larapenta Trail Walk in an area known as the Bimbury Wilderness. And we had just those conditions I've described. Uh, torrential rain and high winds. And during the night, we had five very large trees come down. Um, uh, you know, within a couple of hundred metres of where we were camping. And the lesson, particularly for this area, in those sort of conditions is don't camp under large trees. Um, if the trees may not come down, but there may be limbs dropping, and it's better to camp out in the open uh, where things can't fall on you. Now, just as a, a last word or last point here, I'd say in most cases, misreading the weather may mean you're just going to have a miserable day. But if you really do get it wrong, it can become life-threatening. From my perspective, as I've said, there really is no such thing as perfect weather for hiking, so long as you have the right equipment uh, for the conditions you're presented with. Uh, and this is where paying attention to the weather conditions before you head out on whatever adventure you have planned is important and forms part of the trip planning process. As mentioned, if things really go pear shape on the day, uh, even though they haven't been forecast, don't be afraid to quit. And I'd stress here that sometimes if you're hiking as a group, you may feel a bit of pressure from other people who really want to do the hikes. Um, you know, if you're not comfortable, if you really aren't happy about the conditions or for that matter, anything else that's going on on the hike, as I said, don't be afraid to quit. Now, in this next segment, we're going to be answering a question that was asked by Lisa, who is planning on doing a two to three day hike in the Lichfield National Park area in the Northern Territory of Australia. 
Now, even though we're coming into wintertime, it's still relatively warm in that area compared to what we're used to in the southern states. Um, and in relation to water, I won't go too much in depth here because we dealt with that in detail in episode 29, where we talked about the volumes of water you should be carrying on both summer and winter hikes and, and, and how to work that out. We also talked about uh, food for beginners uh, in episode 50, um, but in relation to a two to three day hike, this is going to be something that you really want to think about in relation to quality of food as opposed to trying to limit the weight. For a two to three day hike, you're not going to be carrying that much weight um, as opposed to, say, a seven or 10 day food carry, which can get quite heavy. So my comment here would be to try and work out what you are likely to eat on a two to three day period. And that includes breakfast, lunch, dinner and snacks. Try not to, to waste too much because it's no good carrying half the food back out with you because you've overestimated, but you also don't want to be starving either. My response here for a two to three day hike would be to carry things that you really enjoy, uh, because in most cases you can get away with carrying things that are a bit more perishable. So some of the harder cheeses, uh, and then for me, I'll, I'll often take cheese in on a short hike. I'll take things like quince, uh, quince jelly. I'll take pate, things that um, can be used up quite quickly and don't have to be frozen uh, on the shorter hikes. Um, but the main thing is here is bring food that you enjoy. Um, and it is going to be a bit of a trial and error, particularly until you work out how much food you are going to consume. So you are going to make mistakes as you, you start uh, uh, getting into overnight and multi-day hikes. Over the next few months, we're going to be doing another episode to um, sit alongside episode 50, and we're going to start looking at more detail about the quantities and volumes of the types of food that doesn't fit into the pre-prepared commercial trite categories. So keep an eye out for that in the coming few months. Now, just a reminder here that if you have any more questions that you'd like us to answer, please go through and email them to us uh, at tim at australianhiker.com.au or send us a message through Facebook and we'll endeavour to answer these as we can. Some of the questions you may ask might take us a bit longer to respond to. We, we don't claim to know everything uh, and we may need to do a bit of research to find the answers for you. So we're happy to look forward to answering these. And as, as we said earlier, they often give us an idea of the topics for podcasts that you'd like to hear. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and it's provided some useful tips for you. In the next few weeks, we're going to be visiting the Outdoor Retailer Show in Sydney to talk to manufacturers and importers of outdoor gear about what's the what's the latest gear and where they see the industry heading in the next 12 months and because we've certainly had some big changes in the Australian retail industry in the last 12 months as we did last year we'll be recording these interviews so for those of you interested in hiking equipment uh, our next episode or possibly two uh, which is due for release in, in the two weeks time this is going to be the episode for you as always, you can listen to our podcasts through the Australian Hiker website, through Stitcher Radio, SoundClouds and iTunes. And if you have a chance, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes to help get the message out there.
That's all for this week. Bye for now. And bye from me.